0: It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now.
1: Well, as we prepare for Father's Day this Sunday, I'm so excited to be able to talk with some pretty high profile and, and really interesting dads about what it is to be a dad, what's meaningful for them as a dad, and uh, what dadhood has done to their lives. Today, a conversation with somebody that I've been able to share the television screen with dozens, if not maybe a hundred times or something over the last few years, David Campbell, one of Australia's most popular entertainers, multi-platinum selling recording artist, the host of Today Extra. What I didn't know until I sort of got to know David a little bit more is not only can he sing, but he's done some pretty amazing musical theatre. He's been involved with the Sydney Theatre Company, worked at the Sydney Opera House, been in a major revival of Les Mis, uh, and has even worked doing, I think it was, David, forgive me if I get this wrong, uh, doing cabaret in New York. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I did cabaret in New York after Les Mis off you go, mate. So I'm just giving my son his treat. Off you go. Hi. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, did Les, I did Les Miserables and then I went to New York and did Cabaret. And uh, that's where I sort of really, those two things sort of started to get me known in the industry, both here and in America.
1: Okay. So for people who are not quite as cultured, what is Cabaret?
0: Cabaret is a really – it's basically just an old-school art form. People would know it better as unplugged If in a a modern parlance. I I, I see it more as that too. Whenever an artist strips down to basic essential storytelling with either a guitar or a piano, it's really intimate. Usually it's smaller rooms, and it's really something that came out of the German and French scene in the 30s and 40s, the Weimar time. Um, It could be anything from burlesque to Tony Bennett to even Jimmy Barnes, uh, you know – with an acoustic guitar. So it, it can take many art forms. In America, it was traditionally done with the American Popular Songbook, songs from the twenties, thirties and forties and fifties, Gershwin, Cole Porter, etc.
1: And and people loved you. Like you got rave reviews in New York City. I mean, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's what they say.
0: So they tell me. Um <laughs> and, and I think that there's a, a matter of truth to that. And I think that what I've learned in retrospect looking back on that time, is that if you can weather the storms there it teaches you how to weather the rest of the industry. I'm actually dubious about whether making it there, make it anywhere is actually still fact in New York anymore. I don't think it's the, quite the centre of the universe it pertains to be in the industry, but I, it definitely something like that uh, is really a trial by fire about how to survive the industry and how to find yourself.
1: So David, you said there's a lot of storms that you've got to survive to make it in the music biz and in the show, show business um, arena, uh, there's also a whole lot of storms in family life. And that's what we're going to talk about with you today in this sure. conversation as we lead into Father's Day. Just before we go there, though, and, and I hit you with my lightning round and all the questions that I want to know about you being a dad of three kids, you've recently written a children's book, My Tooth Is Luth. Well, well, with a with a lift. my tooth is luth. Uh, I, I'm guessing based on. I mean, I've read the book, um, and it's it's really fun. I'm guessing that you've got some kids that went through some tooth trauma.
0: Yeah, we did. We had <laughs> a lot of tooth trauma, uh, and I. What I loved about that title, in retrospect, now that I've made it, is that I've made amazing people like you and uh, you know uh, Patricia Carvella say my tooth is luth. Um, that's been a real joy. Um, that's been a, a little token for me uh, post. Uh, release of the book, we started with Stupid Carrots, which is about kids not eating the dinner that they're given. And then went to Bedtime is Boring. It was about my twins as twin bunnies. Uh, Bedtime is Boring was about my son not wanting to go to bed on time. And My Tooth is Loose was about both twin bunnies. So it's a trilogy now. Kids have different reactions to growing, you know, and I think that you have to be open to all of them. And when you have twins, you see both sides. Um, And this is exactly how both kids reacted to it. Billy was very nervous. He didn't want to lose his teeth. He'd already lost a tooth pulled out uh, by a dentist because of an an incident in a a monkey bars. So he had already had a lost tooth and was quite paranoid about it. Whereas Betty was like, are we going to get money for this? Because I will rip every tooth out of my head today. So it's that sort of you know, yin and yang of my twins, which I think a lot of kids go through those sort of things.
1: Yeah, and I was laughing as I was reading it because having had six children myself, I'm thinking, I've been through this. I've, I've got the child who is literally <laughs> so money obsessed at, at such a young age. Like, just give me the string. Just give me the door handle. I'm ready for this. Just let's get rid of that tooth. And the other ones who, who literally won't go to sleep in case it falls out in their sleep and they swallow it. And they're terrified of the blood and all that kind of thing. I, my Tooth is Luth, one of uh, three children's books written by David Campbell. David are you ready for a lightning round about being a dad
0: more than anything in the world
1: all right (laughs) that that is quite ready that is quite ready tell us how many kids you have and how old they are
0: I have three kids they are 12 and twins are seven and a half
1: I can't believe he's 12
0: Uh, he would have been what 18 months two years when I first met you yeah
1: that's yeah that's that's staggering to me uh do you have a favorite child
0: (laughs) no I used to think that was a thing my wife and I were both I was kind of a um brought up as an only child until I met my brothers and sisters on my dad's side and my wife is an only child and we always thought that maybe it was a thing and then you realise love just multiplies.
1: That's beautiful. Who do you love the most then? uh, Your wife or your kids? (laughs) I love my wife the most because she
0: provided the kids for me and keeps them safe.
1: Very nicely done. Um, Here's a tricky one for you. What's the ideal number of kids for you? Well, this is it. This is the
0: ideal number. We were aiming for two. It was only because... Uh, there are twins on my wife's side that we got three. But I think three is great.
1: So you're saying that the ideal Eight. number was two, but then you had three, so you made that the ideal number? Is that is that what I'm hearing?
0: Yes. Yes. It's the Dan Savage round anything up to the perfect 10 score. So the perfect was two, and, of course, I had three, so it's the perfect is three.
1: Got it. Uh, for, for interest's sake, I'm the eldest of six myself. Uh, my mum had me, followed by twin girls, followed by my brother, followed by twin girls. <gasps>
0: Wow. See, you're the reason why I got a vasectomy. That, that story just there, Justin, is the reason when my wife was being rolled into the hospital with our twins, she looked at me and said, you're on this bed next, buddy. And she was right.
1: <laughs> How do you rate yourself as a parent, David?
0: I give myself a strong 7.3. Um, I try really hard. I make a lot of mistakes and I try to own those mistakes with my kids so that they'll be better parents sometime in the future.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a strong 7.3 based on some of the other answers we've had in lightning rounds. That sounds pretty, pretty solid. Uh, recently, I finished reading two of your dad's books, Working Class Boy and Working Class Man. Your dad- I'm
0: sorry for the trauma that that brought up <laughs>
1: It was pretty full on. Uh, your dad, for those yeah. who are not familiar, is the one and only Jimmy Barnes, former lead singer of Cold Chisel. And uh, he had a breathtakingly traumatic childhood, uh, staggering to read what he went through as he grew up in the northern suburbs of Adelaide and Elizabeth. Uh, and then uh, you were conceived, he didn't even know about you, and you were raised by your mum's parents, and they taught you essentially that they were your parents, Correct
0: yeah it was really only my grandmother my grand uh, her and my grandfather had split at that time uh-huh. um and my dad kind of he did know about me he acknowledged that i existed but he just wasn't a part of my life he was off being in a band and and that was that lifestyle and it was very much you know we're talking the early 70s so it's not we can't look at it with 2022 20, glasses so he did what he did. Um, but yeah, I was raised by my grandmother to think that she was my mother and that my mother was my sister. And, that, that, and I didn't know who my father was.
1: So the lightning round question associated with that history, which is kind of important so the question can be answered well, and it's a bit of a tricky one, I think. But what's something great that your dad did that you've tried to continue in your parenting?
0: Keep his children close. Keep the children that he had with Jane as close as he can. Um, and he took them on the road or he, you know, he moved around, but they were always with him. And even though that might've messed me up when I was a teenager, because I also wanted to be in that family. I actually see the value of that now that I have my own kids. So yeah, keeping your kids close to you is something that he is very much a part of. And Jane is too, you know, she comes from a Thai family who are extremely close.
1: I love that answer for its generosity. Thank you for that. David, who's the better parent, you or Lisa?
0: Oh, I definitely think Lisa's the better parent. She is calmer. Uh, she's probably more emotionally intelligent than I am. Um, and, you know, but we both learn lessons from each other and we both are open to each other's parenting style and try to support each other as much as we can. We, co- we do believe in co parenting and we do believe that that is a very important role. So, um, but she is definitely. Um, She's definitely an 8.9 if I'm a (laughs)
1: 7.3. Very good. Uh, What's the hardest thing? What's the hardest thing about being a dad?
0: The hardest thing about being a dad, I think, is patience. The hardest thing I think about being a dad is vulnerability. The hardest thing about being a dad is allowing yourself to not repeat the bad stuff that your parents taught you and to understand that when it seeps through, you have to forgive it.
1: Hmm. If you could spend an hour with your kids, David, at any age, which age would you choose and why? Any age? Yeah, would you have them as babies again? Would you have them as like 40-year-olds? What what age would you pick and why?
0: Oh, I wouldn't go back to babies again. I think once you've had twin babies, no. The twin experience of having babies was really hard on my older child, I think. We lost a bit of, you know, you're, you're just so in the, in the trenches with twin babies and we didn't have the – support that a lot of other families had. So we did it quite a lot on our own. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't go back to that again. I like the ages that they're getting to now. I like molding humans for the better. I like the idea of putting better people in the world, more empathetic people in the world. I, I like the fact that we're going to leave the planet behind better than we found it.
1: Okay. So you're going with kids about the age that they are now, 12 and seven. Yeah. you like
0: it. I I, I don't feel like I've missed any experiences with my kids. I, I like each experience as it goes along and I like what I learned from it and what I can get from it.
1: What's the I, ultimate I, joy for you as a parent?
0: Sitting back and watching them do something independently. I've always loved it watching, whether that's team sports or uh, my kids do dance or my son plays piano or, you know, when they pick up things or if they're playing with friends by themselves, I, Even when there are babies, I love sitting in the park and watching them um, play with other kids. I love watching the things you've created actually not need you and to be completely independent. I think that's, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. David, normally you're asking me the questions and I'm answering. I'm really enjoying having you in the hot seat here. I'm going to ask you a question that you have actually asked me on today extra.
0: Oh, boy. Okay. It's fair paper. Yeah, this is
1: a parenting expert question. It's one that I get all the time. What's the right age for kids to have a mobile phone, David?
0: It is uh, Not until they're at least 13 to 15, depending on the child and depending (laughs) on their circumstances. If they are going on a school bus or they're travelling on public transport or they need to walk a long distance to school, I think that's the fair time to have it. Anything else, their brains are not yet ready to go. Uh, My kids have iPads for school and even then I don't love it. that my son is desperate for a phone because all of his friends have phones and we just go, no, you're not going to have one.
1: Yeah, we're going through the same thing with our 12-year-old right now. What's that thing that um, maybe it was your your grandma who you thought was your mum? Maybe it was actually your mum or your dad. What's that thing that your parents always said that you swore you would never say but you keep on saying it anyway?
0: Uh, It's actually not what they said.
1: That's what they did?
0: My grandma. Yeah, my grandmother was uh, when you didn't do what she asked you to do, she was very loving and very strong. She was a war baby from London. Um she went through a lot. She went she lived through a lot of trauma in her life. She was raised through trauma, she was adopted, she, you know, she had a lot of intergenerational trauma that she was handing down. Um and I you know, she's still alive and I wanna be respectful and, and, and careful of, of that. But she would be withholding of affections if you were in trouble. Um, you know, I, I often felt, uh, and I'm a needy child anyway, but I often felt if I did something wrong, that the tap of love would be turned off. Um, and so when I parent now, I can feel the tap (laughs) turning. And so I have to struggle with that, or I have to sit down with them and explain, Hey, what I meant by this is this, or how I feel about what your behavior is, is this. And so I have to push through my own um, uh, uh, passed on trauma, and uh, you know, to go and residual trauma to go through that and say to them, "I'm acting this way not because I'm disappointed in you, or not because I don't love you, but I need you to change your behaviour because of this, 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 because it's dangerous or whatever."
1: Psychologists call that conditional <laughs> parental regard, and it's harmful to kids. It really, really can can I, do damage, as as uh, you can attest.
0: Uh, and I'm frightened of it, Justin. You know, it is there. Uh, I, I I can acknowledge it and it frightens me.
1: What's your kid's favourite thing to do with you?
0: Um, they like to make us laugh. So I, what I am though, what what I have been given is probably my time in New York, a little bit for my grandmother, is that I am a really tough audience member. So when I do crack up, that's they're like, dad's gone. He's laughing because Lisa's very gregarious and laughs at, you know, she's wonderful like that. Whereas I'm like, oh, that was funny, kid. Good job. You should call an agent. You know what I mean? Like I've like, so I'm like always pushing them to go. Like good joke. Can you try it better? And so when they get me, they know they've got me, and I will be like my daughter got me on the weekend with something, and I I look away and I'm I'm like trying to like not look at her, but I am crying and I can't talk, and that's they love that.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. What are you most looking forward to as a parent?
0: I'm looking forward to when they're all older and a little bit more independent, but choose to come to us and choose to either as a teenager to come to us and talk to us or choose to come and share their lives with us. Like, you know, we love being on, we were just on vacation with my sister for her 40th and we chose that. I I love that sort of idea that our own kids will choose to be with us as we get older, you know, because... I get the fact that you're going to miss them. I get the fact that, you know, they have to go, they have to have their experiences, but I I hope they have the desire to come back and share their experiences with us and tell us all about it.
1: Last two questions. If you could go back to you as a young David Campbell, young parent, having one of those tough moments, being completely inexperienced, what advice would you give yourself?
0: Go for a walk, walk it out. Walk it out, breathe. It's your own anxiety here. It's your own trauma coming through just walk away take a deep breath come back smile and look at the moment that you're in because that moment will not be there forever
1: last question what's your biggest win as a dad
0: that they're polite good confident kids that they look people in the eyes that they are engaged that they are curious about life that they're artistically curious and that they what that they are just desperate to suck at the marrow of life that is the biggest win lisa and
1: i both have david campbell it sounds like you're a fabulous dad with a beautiful family thanks so much for joining me on the happy families podcast
0: justin this is very unusual next time i ask the questions
1: i'll uh, let you go and grab those kids from there come on maths tutoring session Uh, hashtag not sponsored and uh, happy father's day as well david thanks for joining us on the pod the happy families podcast is produced by justin ron from bridge media craig bruce is our executive producer and if you'd like more information about how to make your family happier you can visit happyfamilies.com.au